Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Apostle Nicole Raddick of Converting Souls International Ministries. This is the final day I will preach on blessed for. It is the fourth message of understanding what blessed mean in the Bible. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. I pray that you would just touch the heart of every believer. God, as I preach this message on blessed, put it into the hearts and minds, open up their understanding that they may know that they are blessed in natural death and not blessed in spiritual death. Help them to understand the different types of death in the Bible. Help them to understand after this month is over the different levels of blessedness or the different types of being blessed. Father, I just thank you for your word and I thank you that it empowers us, it enlightens us, it brings deliverance and healing to our life. It transforms us in the name of Jesus because we receive of your son. I pray that this word would move throughout each person in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Revelation, the 14th chapter, the 13th verse. Revelation 14, 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write. Now here we have a voice from heaven. And he's saying, write this down. Well, what is God trying to say to us that he is telling the writer to write it down? What is Jesus revealing to the Apostle John? Blessed are they, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. Blessed are you if you die in the Lord. From henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Blessed are the dead. So you mean to tell me these people are no longer walking around, they're dead, but they are blessed? Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. He says, from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit. Here it is, the Spirit of God is speaking. He is responding. He's saying, yea, and amen. Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. He's saying, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. So then what are the works that are going to follow them? For these people that are blessed in their death, their fruits of righteousness, their works of the Spirit, that they followed the Spirit of God, they kept the faith till the end. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. And this type of rest is for people who are fully satisfied. They find themselves resting in Christ. They came unto him. 
like the scripture has said, they find that they are fully satisfied, fully satisfied, because their rest was in God. Now we're talking about two different rests. When I say you're fully satisfied, your rest is from dead works, from being shackled to Satan. When you're in the Lord, you're resting from dead works, from being shackled to sin, from being shackled to Satan. Satan is the leader of dead works. He's the leader of sin. And we got to understand that when we're shackled to Satan, we're dead spiritually. We are not being influenced by God in sin. We're being influenced by Satan. And we must understand that's where the second, that's a different type of death. That's a different type of death than the natural death. Here he's saying, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. If you die in the Lord, that's the natural death. But when you're blessed and fully satisfied, you're still alive and you're walking with God with his influence. So there's two types of death that we're speaking in this message. Blessed are the dead here, he's saying, which die in the Lord. This is those who actually came to the natural death. Revelations, the sixth chapter. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true dost thou not judge, and avenge our blood? Now these are those that have died in the Lord, and their works follow them. See, there are some dead leaders, but we talk about their life today. Whether it's good or bad, their works are following them. Holy and true dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth. And we must understand that here they are with God. So these are the ones that died in the Lord. And they held a testimony. If you go back up to the ninth verse, they hold a testimony. They were slain for the word of God. They were slain for the word of God. I, I misreading verse 9. And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season. Under their fellow servants also and their brethren. That should be killed as they were. And it should be fulfilled. We must understand that fulfilled means a season of time when the prophecy must come to pass. And here it is, God is telling them that in this season of fulfillment, when their brethren, all the brethren who are called to this type of death, dying for the word of God, 
when that season is fulfilled, then and only then will vengeance come. Then and only then will vengeance come. Revelation, the 20th chapter. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. Here he is. There are more dead in the Lord. But these particular ones, they were beheaded for the word of God. And which had not worshipped the beast, that is still to come. Neither his image, neither had received his mark. See, the mark of the beast is coming. It is nearly here, if it's not already upon us. Upon their foreheads, or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Now these are the ones that's going to reign with Christ. The ones that were slain for the word of God. Blessed and holy. Here he is calling them blessed and holy. He said blessed and holy is he that have part in the first resurrection. On such the second death. Okay. We just talked about two types of death. Here he is saying this is a second death. The second death have no power. So this is the type of death where in the natural you die. The people on earth miss you. The second death is for those that die without Christ, their spirit will live no longer and they will never be known again. This is the second death and it has no authority in a believer's life. It has no power in a believer's life. It doesn't belong over your head, but it belongs over the head of those who die without Christ. But they, the ones that die in the Lord, shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Is he that partake in the first resurrection? See, there's the first resurrection. There's a first resurrection. Even as Christ was resurrected from the dead, we too will be resurrected. We too will be resurrected. Only those that die in the Lord and have partake in this first resurrection, these people are going to reign a thousand years. After the reign, there's going to come another death and judgment. This is the second death he's talking about. Let's go.
to Revelations. We already close in 20. We're going to go to 2014. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Death and hell. It says, and the sea gave up the dead in the verse above, which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead, which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Understand the lake of fire was not made for you and me. Whether you're saved or unsaved, the lake of fire was made for Satan. When he was cast out of heaven, the Bible in the book of Matthews lets us know that the lake of fire, hell was created for Satan. The only reason why you or I would go is if we die not believing in Jesus Christ. That's the only reason you or I would go. Revelation, the second chapter. And we're going to talk about what the Spirit of God is saying to the church through Jesus Christ. And he's given this understanding to the Apostle John. And he's saying to him, thy works and tribulation and poverty but understand I want you to understand in your tribulation and your poverty and your works he's saying you are rich understand that and your poverty he's saying how can I be rich because it's not natural that he's talking about you might be a naturally impoverished po state but your spirit is rich Understand, poverty does not mean that you are not rich. Poverty means that you lack finances, you know, to get things in the natural realm going. He says tribulation is going to come in your life. But tribulation doesn't mean you're poor. He wants you to understand that although these things are happening to you, you are still rich. And he said, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not. It's blasphemy of them that say they are Jews and they are not. But are the synagogue of Satan. That's why it's important. There is a group that call themselves the Jews and a majority of them are not. But they work in the synagogue of Satan. And I want you to understand this. Because. He's telling us to fear none of them. None of the things that they will make us suffer. He said behold the devil shall cast some of you into prison. That ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation ten days. 
Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Understand what God wants you to get out of this. There's multiple meanings right there I just talked about. But I want you to understand we're talking about being blessed in death. Being blessed in natural death when we die in the Lord. He says to understand if you overcome these things and you're faithful unto death, I will give you a crown of life. A crown of life. He that overcometh shall not be hurt in the second death. It will have no power over you. When you die for the, for the Lord, your works will follow you. When it's time for the second death, you will not be taken. I want you to understand why it means it's important for you to understand you are blessed in death. Everybody is going to die the first death. And everybody is going to be resurrected. But in the second death, you're gone forever and nobody will remember you. You have to overcome. You have to stay faithful and true in your faith in Jesus Christ. Death. Here he's talking about the lake of fire. Going back to Revelations the 20th chapter. Or the 21st chapter. The 7th verse. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my, my son. That's verse 7. Verse 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. This is the second death. We must understand that the first death is dying in the Lord. That's the natural death. This second death is eternal separation from God. That means while you were living, you never got coming to Christ as important as it is. Because you were spiritually dead living, you will not be remembered anymore. Because after the first resurrection, there's going to come a war. And God is going to end all things. And then it's going to be a judgment day. And all those that died that didn't die believing in Jesus Christ is going to die a second death never to be remembered no more. They won't be a part of the new Jerusalem. 
the new heaven and the new earth. They will not be a part of it. And I want you to understand that. There's a spiritual death while you're living. And then there's a natural death. But if you don't come to life while you're living. You are going to die a second death. We need to awaken. The Bible describes death. As the second death as an eternal death. It is where you are spiritually separated from God's blessed influence forever. Spiritual death happens while living because of sin. Because of sin. Sin causes spiritual death. And we must understand that you're still living the natural life. But spiritual death comes through sin. We're going to go to Revelation. I mean, Romans. Romans, the sixth chapter. Romans, the sixth chapter. Romans, the sixth chapter, the 15th verse. It says, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? The Apostle Paul here find it important for the believers to understand that we shall not continue in sin because we are under grace. He says, Know ye not that to whom you yield your servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey. So here it is, he's talking about dead works and righteous works. Whether of sin, which are dead works that causes death, or righteous works, which is obedience, which works for you unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed. See, you were. You came to Christ. You came to him. And you were the servants of sin. But ye have obeyed from the heart the form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being made free from sin, ye became, you became the servant of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. Here he goes back to the first principles of God. You have to repent. Why? Because you were the servants of sin. And you keep shackling yourself back to sin. Just because we are under grace. Does not mean you go back to what you were. Before you got saved. I speak after the manner of men. Because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servant to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. You were 
I want you to understand this in your mind. If you can get past mind, the man, mind of man's thinking, which is against God, and Peter said to Satan, get thee behind me. Why? Because he savored the things, the knowledge of man. And so we got to get beyond man and understand God. He is saying in this scripture, you were, you were the servants of sin. But you were free from righteousness. When you are the servant of sin, you are free from righteousness. Can we understand this? To me, righteousness means I'm in right standing with God. I'm walking in obedience to his word. So, if you are severed of sin, you're free from righteousness. That means you're, you're not in right standing with God. What fruit then have you in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is what? Death. Well, you were sinning and you died? But you, can you explain that understanding? It just means you're spiritually dead. You're not in right standing with God. He's not influencing your life. He's not influencing you. When you in sin, God is not influencing you. That influence is of something else. But now, you've come to Christ. You are being you are being made free from sin. But now being made free from sin. You're being made free. Don't keep holding on to it. Become the servants of God. Ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. That means if you're in everlasting life you will not die a second death. You are blessed. I want you to understand that. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So now that you're shackled to Christ. You're being made free from sin. And understand that we should not sin. Because we're no longer under the law. But under grace. We must understand that. The fruit of sin is death. Verse 21 is an important key verse in this. Verse 20 to 21. For when ye were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. You were free of being in right standing with God. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things, the end of working sin, the end of dead works, the end of it is death. If you die in your sin without Christ, who, who makes you to become free from sin... 
and become in right standing with God, you become servants to God instead of Satan. The end of those things is death. But the servants of God, your fruit become holy. Why? Because God is a holy God. And the end is everlasting life. We're talking to be about being blessed in death. The fruit of sin is death. But that's not the death that you're blessed in. You're blessed when you die in Christ. And you're living your life where he's making you become free from sin. He's making you free from sin. So don't ever tell me you can't be free from sin. The Bible says in the book of John, if you are born again, born of God, born from above, you should not sin. You should be keeping yourself. And we're going to get to that. James, the fifth chapter. James, the fifth chapter. The 16th verse. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It don't say of a sinful man, of a man shackled to sin. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man the man shackled to God availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth. And one convert him. Let the one know. That he which converted the sinner from their error. Of his ways shall save a soul from death. And shall hide a multitude of sins. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Of a righteous woman. Avails. It prevails. It's going to take place. Why? Because you're shackled to the one who can answer your prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous woman. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And when you pray for men and women and you convert them. To convert means to transform, to change. They move from the kingdom of hell to the kingdom of heaven. They begin to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You convert a sinner from his way. You have saved a soul from death.
Now we can talk about the eternal death. So it also means to convert a soul means to restore them to the influence of God and give them rest from their sinful labor, from their dead works and their heavy lading. You convert them because they have erred in the way. What do you mean? They have left the truth. Which means they were once saved, but then something happened. They were once saved, but then something happened. Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Let's see what happens. Now here we're talking about a matured Christian, but the Bible is calling them children. Let's go to one. He's talking about here, if you're erring from the truth, that means you've tasted of the heavenly gift. It says, for it is impossible, Hebrews 6, 4. It is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it and bringeth forth herbs meat for them by whom it is dressed Receive his blessings from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected. And is nigh unto cursing. Whose end is to be burned. He said but beloved. We are persuaded better things of you. And things that accompany salvation. Though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show some diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So if you want to inherit the promise of being blessed in death, and not die a second death. You have to stay with God. Do not err and become a thorn and a briar. But the Bible tells the rest of us. Who stay in the faith and do not err from the truth. That we need to go and convert them back to the truth. The ones that tasted of the heavenly gift. They were children and they got tossed. By every wind of doctrine, every wind of teaching, and God will open a doorway for them to come back to him. And for you, if you are the one that convert them back to God, restore them back to his influence. Isn't that what James is saying? You have saved the soul from death. Especially.
especially the second death where they are eternally separated and remembered no more because remember the lake of fire hell and the dead when they go into the lake of fire God is going to do away with that and they will never be remembered no more because he's going to get rid of this earth and this heaven and he's going to get rid of the lake of fire there will be no more hell there will be no more graves there will be no more death and God will take your soul and your spirit and cast it into the lake of fire and you will never be remembered no more so it is important that we try to restore the souls back to God and we can only do that through the wisdom of God <coughs> I want you to understand the first natural death and the second spiritual death the different types of death mentioned in the Bible we must see it clearly You've got to understand that there are two deaths that take place. A natural death and a spiritual death. You've got to understand also that there is a death of eternal separation called the second death. That's the place we really don't want to be. The Bible also calls it eternal damnation. Let's go to Matthew the 12th chapter. Matthew the 12th chapter. The 31st verse. He says, Wherefore I say unto you, All manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Neither in this world or the world to come. Well, what is the world to come? We just discussed it in Revelations chapter 20. He said, God is going to do away with this heaven and this earth. And he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. That is the world to come. We're talking about the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. Which is the cause for death. All manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. Mark the third chapter. The 28th verse. Verily I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men, and blasphemies wherewith whosoever they shall blaspheme but he that shall blaspheme against the holy ghost have never forgiveness 
but is in danger of eternal damnation. Never forgiveness. Blaspheming against God's spirit. Blasphemy against God's spirit. Have never forgiveness. And you're in danger of eternal damnation. And what is eternal damnation but death? Understand it, men and women of God. Never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. And God has to explain this. Jesus is explaining this parable unto the multitude, unto the scribes. Why? Because God, Jesus performed a miracle. And he called them, they called him, he said, he cast out spirits by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. And he's warning them to be careful, don't blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus also explains in, in another book that he don't cast out devils by the prince of devils. He cast them out by the Holy Ghost. So he's warning us and them. That we should never blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Never blaspheme the Holy Ghost. And those who do. There is never forgiveness. And they're in danger of eternal damnation. Revelations, the 19th chapter, eternal damnation. Revelation, the 19th chapter. Remember, if you die in the Lord, you are blessed. And the second death has no power over you. Revelations, the 19th chapter. And I want you to read from 9 to 21. But I'm not going over all those verses. I want you to know that the Bible says... In the 19th verse, I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his armies. And we got to know the one that sat on the horse is Jesus Christ. And you find that in the ninth chapter on down. And he begins to speak. And he has a sword coming out of his mouth. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet and wrought miracles before him. With which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. And I told you about the mark of the beast already. You must understand that this is a deceiver. And them that worshiped his image. These both were cast alive. Oh my goodness. They didn't even die. They were cast alive 
into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. These people that had the mark of the beast, that worshipped him, and that were deceived, they were cast alive, not dead, into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat on the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth. And all the fowls were filled with their flesh. What am I doing today? The sword is coming out of my mouth. And I am preaching the gospel. The sword is coming out of my mouth. This is what Jesus did. When he preached those three years in ministry, when his ministry began to the time of his death, to the time of his resurrection, his ministry had began and what came out of his mouth was important. It slain the devil in our lives. We are alive today because of what came out of Jesus' mouth. Let God slay the devil in your life. I'm speaking to you today from the sword. What is coming out of my mouth is the words of God. And they are to help you in your life. I am slaying the devil if you take and do what is preached. God is slaying the devil in your life. And you will be blessed to die in the Lord. Why? Because the second death will have no power over you. What is coming out of your mouth? When you speak to people, let it be the word of God. That you may slay the devil in their lives. And when the thousand years, we're going to go to Revelation 27 to 10. This is after the thousand years, Satan is going to be released. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And shall go out to deceive the nations again, which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is the sands of the sea. And only God knows that number. And they went up on the breadth of the earth, and compassed the camp of the saints about. And the beloved city and fire. Excuse me. Came down from God out of heaven. Now. He compassed. That means. He surrounded the saints. That was with Christ. And the beloved city. But fire came from God out of heaven. You messing with the saints. This is Satan's in reward. The Bible says fire came down from God out of heaven. This is the judgment where the people of God in heaven is asking God, when will you avenge us? God, when? He is saying fire came down out of heaven and devoured them. 
the devil that deceived them. So it didn't just devour the people he gathered against the saints. It devoured him. He was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Well, it didn't devour him. He cast him into the lake of fire. And where the beast and the false prophet were. And shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And the Bible says. This is when the final judgment day is come. This is when the final judgment day shall come. They will be thrown into the lake of fire. They will be thrown into the lake of fire. They will be thrown into the lake of fire. Entering into an eternal rest. Of torment. Of torment. But as you read on in 21. Being thrown into the lake of fire. And is the second death. We read that scripture earlier. It is the second death. I want you to understand it is important for you and for me to die in the Lord. That is being blessed. No matter what type of death you die in the natural. As long as Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You are blessed. And you won't die a second death. Revelation 19. Actually, let's go to Revelation 22. Revelation 22. 21 talks about the new heaven and the new earth. And he talks about the nations, verse 24, of them which are saved shall walk in the light of the new Jerusalem, the new heaven and the new earth. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor unto it. These are the saved ones. And the gates of it shall not be shut all the day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations unto it. 
And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. It is the book of life because you will live eternally with God. If your name is not there, then you die the second death and you are not blessed in your death. But if you die in the Lord, then your name is written in this book of life. And you live forever with him. And he showed me a pure river of water. We in chapter 22 of life. Clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there a tree of life which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees were for the healings of the nations. And there shall be no more curses and the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants these things, which must shortly be done. And he's saying that Christ is saying, Behold! I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the saying of the prophecy of this book. Blessed are you. God lets us know when we are blessed. He lets us know that in him we are blessed. He lets us know that in him we are blessed. Whether we're living or dying, we are blessed in the Lord. We must understand that we are blessed. No matter the circumstances, no matter the situation, if you're in the Lord, you are blessed. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in the book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. And that's what you don't want to happen. You want your name in the book of life and out of the holy city. And from the things which are written in this book. You don't want that to happen. Heed the words that are coming out of my mouth. They are the sword of the spirit. If you keep the words that are coming out of my mouth. Then you shall die in the Lord. Because I'm preaching the word of God. The, the words of God I have read to you, I have explained to you, I, I have opened up your understanding that you may hear and see. And for those of you who have not, either you're not saved or you're a babe and it's too much meat. But you stay with God. Why? Because blessed are they that die in the Lord. 
Blessed are they that grow in him. Blessed are you. I want you to know as a believer, the state that you're in doesn't mean that you are not blessed. Remember, you are blessed from favorable circumstances and unfavorable circumstances. When you're blessed from favorable circumstances, there's an end to it. That's just being made happy. Remember this month's teaching. Go back over it if you have to. When you're in a hard time, you need to read or you need to listen to being blessed. Why? Because it's not about your circumstance when you're truly, fully satisfied in God. If you're on your deathbed and you belong to God, understand that's a blessed time. Why? Because you're dying in the Lord. Understand that you're blessed in death. And this is the final teaching on blessed this month. I pray that you eat of this word and that it satisfy your soul and help you grow and perfect you into maturity. That you stay with God and run the race till the end. Because only those that die in the Lord are blessed. Peace and blessings to you all, Apostle Nicole.